The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They thunder up for home, 550 to go. Fly for Yearlong, attempting to burn the candle at both ends. He got away, he's two in front. Regal Stage is running second. Bolonde is trying to come off his back to the outside. Factory Warrior starting to wind up. Hail Manhattan, Regal Stage. Hitler front, got away, a length clear. Factory Warrior, Hail Manhattan, they're chasing hard. It's Regal Stage, the leader. On the outside, Hail Manhattan. Factory Warrior, Regal Stage, just in front. Front, stalling them off Regal Stage and won the cup. Hail Manhattan second, Bolonde third, Sibanabus gonna be late. Then came uh, That was Regal Stage for Matthew McGilbury and, and the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Botstable taking out last weekend's Rockhampton Cup as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. Looking back at the Rocky Carnival with the new market going to a last chance from the Olivia Cairns stable on Friday. We're also going to talk about Jarhead's win in the Wallawi Cup at Ilfracombe on the weekend. It was a big day of doubles at Bassett Park Roma for the Roma Turf Club's meeting on Saturday. Also a big day of doubles at Mount Isa. And a look back at the ESC program and plenty of other news as we roll through Bushbeat today. And as always, helping us out with plenty of other news and lots of news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. How's everything in Brisbane today? Lovely, thank you. Nice winter's day. Lovely weather here in the uh, country and being uh, inundated with the tourist market with people coming back from the battle, uh, from the, uh, what do they call it? The Big Red Bash at, uh, out at Birdsville, Tony. So uh, we're being run off our feet, which is really good in the country areas. Oh, wonderful to see and wonderful to hear that there are plenty of tourists out and about enjoying some uh, some time, even though some of the uh, their various uh, jurisdictions are in lockdown. Some of the various areas have uh, finished school holidays. Still nice that there's people out there. We've told them they come to the best part of the world, of course, and to go home and tell their friends and tell them to keep coming. But, Tony, last week we mentioned how the uh, the carnivals now uh, look at the provincial carnivals and move up the coastline and of Rocky for the two-day carnival Friday and Saturday and some great achievements, of course, and history being made there. I would imagine with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, first Rockhampton Cup winner, Regal Stage. We were very proud of our Balenti out there. We're going to hear more about that in a moment with Tony McMahon and great riding achievements uh, there, particularly uh, Ashley Butler having a, a fantastic two-day carnival. And young Tessa Townsend, got to give a plug to Tessa. I think that's her first provincial winner with Art Attack in the first on Friday for Tracy Simmons, and she travels the country circuit regularly, so great to see she gets that win. And Maddie McGilvery, of course, that cup win. But to tell us more about that and that history in the making, and also I think a very unlucky Bolenti, and I might be speaking for, with the favouritism of the Central West and North West, but good morning to Tony McMahon, and Tony, a very successful two-day carnival. Yes, it went over very well, Rob. Good morning to you. Good morning to everyone. And uh, I completely endorse what you said about Valenti. Look, he's an outstanding horse. Uh, having watched that cup replay quite a few times, um, I'm still not convinced that uh, he, he could have... I believe he could have just about won the race. That's what I'm trying to say. He was stopped in his tracks uh, when another horse shifted out. And for him to come again with 57.5 in the closing stages was nothing short of an outstanding run. So he should be justifiably proud of the Central West source, Palenti. He's a very, very good race horse. And uh, I think he's a little bit unlucky. Regal stage, you're right. He did uh, he did set a record. Gay Waterhouse has actually had a horse run in the Rockhampton Cup uh, many, many years ago. I've tried my hardest to uh, to get back and through the records and find what it was. But I remember driving her um, media manager at the time down to the ABC studios in, in Rockhampton for an interview. Uh, but that's her first starter with Adrian Bott. Now, that horse cost $1.8 million as a yearling. 
very, very expensive racehorse. He's returned about 300000 but he's been something of a cup specialist. They took him down to Gundagai um, earlier in the year, or early, late last year, sorry, and he won the Snake Galley Cup there. Then he went to Mudgee and won the Mudgee Cup, and now he's come all the way up to Rockhampton and won the Rockhampton Cup. Not sure what he's doing. Some talk is he might go to Mackay, but more than likely he might head home to, uh, down to Coffs Harbour for the Coffs Harbour Cup. But now, it was a fantastic carnival, as you said, um, Ashley Butler. He, he was outstanding on Friday with his rides. And that uh, horse, last chance winning the new market. Well, he's a mighty racehorse. He's won something like 15 or 14 races now. And he, of course, Olivia Cairns trains him. He'll be back on uh, racing at the, I think, the new market handicap. I think it's this Saturday up there at Mackay. So there's plenty of races coming up there in Townsville, and of course, up to Cairns. So it's a great uh, winter carnival coming up, Rob. There's no doubt about that on the Northern Circuit. And it is a credit to, to Racing Queensland to push it that way. Yep. Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse might have uh, raided from the south, but the new market, certainly uh, Tony Gollan having two runners, third and fourth, uh, and, and I've heard Tony mention this is a difficult race to win, and, and it proved that way with the, uh, well, the Mackay connections, but what a run also, Tony, miss, uh, with Master Jamie, uh, only going down by three quarters of length. Uh, he's a courageous racehorse, Rob, that horse. He's, he must be made of steel. Uh, an incredible run. He carried 65 of his previous start. He just knocked up a little bit after tailing off in the Stradbroke. You may as well forget he went around and that he had all sorts of problems. Come back to Rockhampton a few weeks later and to do what he did on um, last Friday, he almost pulled it off. He uh, kicked at about the 250 metres and last chance just overwhelmed him in about the last 50 yards. But now he's a terrific racehorse. He'll be heading to Mackay too and no doubt up to the Cleveland Bay. So yeah, he's something very special. Came off a $10,000 purchase at the Magic Million sale. So you haven't got to pay a lot of money to get a great horse, and he's won over half a million dollars. And the local trainers, and uh, they did very well too over the two days. They won a stack of races. And, of course, uh, Kylie and Kerry Gearin from Toowoomba only had a couple of runners, and they won a race on each day, so well done to them. They've been overlooked a little bit in the, in the results, but they did a great job too. And one of your local trainers, uh, Nick Walsh, having a, a great uh, run of success there, and uh, particularly with this Alicia's Dream. Yeah, she's a very good, smart racehorse. He's got the Milner family behind him. Gavin Milner breeds these horses, all these Alicia's, and uh, they've uh, given them to Nick Walsh to train, and he's done a fabulous job with them. Uh, he's only got a small select stable, I'd say seven or eight horses. I think he's very level-headed. I believe he still continues to work uh, at his full-time job, and um, I think his partner does most of the, the, the day work around the stables. So Nick rides them work of a morning, of course, and gets back there in the afternoon. So, I mean, he, he's a level-headed. He's not stupid. He's not uh, just saying, oh, right, this is for me, because it's a tough game, but he's doing a marvellous job. And he was a, a rough rider himself. And, of course, um, he's heard of the uh, legendary Herm, Herman family from out Whittenway. So that was one of the reasons, I think, that he got Valente to train. Oh, yes, and doing a great job, and we're very proud of Valenti out here. And uh, Clary and Ray Herman were on track at Ilfracombe on the weekend, and I think they were pretty rapt to see that run. And, look, the carnival also had the good old-fashioned plonk, just to, to wrap that up, uh, Tony, even with and, and Noel Callow, the second of a double on the Friday, with Sister Eleanor and da uh, Daryl Hanson, I believe, uh, heavily backed, and they got the uh, they got the biscuits in the uh, Ken Russell Memorial uh, Class 2 Handicap. Yeah, well, uh, Noel Callow, he's a, he's a real draw card. I was watching him there on Saturday. He's ride the day before on a horse called Just Jesse. I, I wrote that it should be shown to a printer's school, so it's just a magnificent ride. Yeah, that was, was heavily back to Sister Eleanor. But I was just watching him in the enclosure. He connects with people. He's, he's a character. He was out one of the races uh, while the horses were parading, and he was virtually doing exercises in the enclosure, and people were sort of warming to him. So you need those sort of people, but there's no uh, no doubt he's a fabulous rider, Noel Callow. He's a draw card. He, 
he would bring people to the races anyway. Yes, the characters of racing across the board and uh, a great two days and that starts the process now because Mackay this Friday, I think it is, and then uh, the Mackay Cup the following Saturday. Tony Tony will confirm that for us. Uh, Tony Tony Clements will confirm <laughs> it for us. Tony McMahon? Yes, you're exactly right, gentlemen. Uh, Mackay Newmarket on Friday, the 16th, this Friday. Mackay Cup July 24. Uh, the Townsville Lightning meeting is Friday, August 6. The Townsville Cup program is Saturday, August 7. Then it's off to the Cairns Jockey Club. Newmarket Day is August 21. Cairns Cup Day was 28. And then off to the Cairns Amateurs where we have the uh, feature open handicap on the Friday meeting on September 10. And the Cairns Amateur Cup is held on September 11. And, Tony, I was going to make mention of that. It's really sort of come into its own over the last couple of years and, and Racing Queensland doing a great job this year of promoting it and, and uh, grouping it together as the 2021 Tab Northern Queensland Winter Racing Carnival and showcasing those meetings that, uh, yeah, kicked us off last week at Rockhampton and take us all the way through to mid-September at the Cairns Amateurs. Yes, they certainly are, Tony. And, and the money the money is incredible, like a $100,000 new market and a $150,000 cup. I, I'm just surprised that uh, more uh, southern horses, I suppose, with COVID, it's a, it's a big worry. But I think you'll find over the years there'll be a lot of better class horses coming up for these races. That prize money is alluring like I think the Rocky Cup on Saturday probably would have been the richest race, uh, might have been the richest race in Australia. I stand to be corrected, but and it goes all the way up with these hundred thousand and hundred fifty thousand dollar races. But of course, you miss one vital meeting in that wrap up. We're talking about Middlemount too. We can't forget <laughs> that on the thirty first of July. Now, I really want to push this meeting. These people do a magnificent job. Now, if there's any jockeys out there that are feeling a bit, uh, you know, having got a lot of dollars, well, Middlemount are going to pay every jockey that rides an eighty dollar rebate payable to each jockey per ride over the day. That means every ride they have, they're virtually going around for three hundred dollars. And, of course, if they're in the uh, placings, they get their 5%. So they could come home with a swag of money. So I would suggest to jockeys, have a look at Middlemount on the 31st of July. It's a great promotion. The club are well aware of uh, the shortage of jockeys. I heard what you said on the program last week, uh, Rob, and I completely endorse that. There's just have to be the, the biggest problem we've got in Australian racing today, and it's hard to get it through to people. People don't understand. is the shortage of jockeys and track work riders. Now... Everyone says, oh, what are we going to do? Well, I haven't got the golden answers, but there's no doubt there should be academies started up in the, the provincial places like Rockhampton, Townsville, maybe even Cairns. They've got to get them off the ground. It's no good having one big setup in Brisbane because uh, the youngsters don't want to travel down there. And not only that, if we take uh, trainee apprentices down to Brisbane, we've got the problem of track work riders is exacerbated. Now, eventually, this is, and I'm, I'm fair dinkum here, eventually this is going to impact on yearling sales and the whole industry because... People struggle to get their horses worked. This happens at Rockhampton. It would happen all the way up. I believe it's even happening at Flemington. And I know for a fact it's happening at Randwick. So this is the biggest problem in Australian racing. And uh, someone much smarter than me is going to have to do something about it very, very soon because down the track, it's going to impact big time. No, I think you're right, 100. percent I even saw uh, that uh, you know even a case of a track work rider then trying to get a ticket uh, has to go all the way from Mackay to Deegan. Morning, Jade. Uh, to be able to uh, add up to you know however many trials that uh, she has to go through to get her licensing but done, just to be able to do something it. like that. I just don't get it. George Moore and all the great jockeys, they didn't ride in barrier trials. They got their tickets. I mean, it, it's. I just think it's too hard for them to get going. Their apprentice jockeys, all they've got to, the family jump out so they don't count their moves. A jump out. Look, a jump out is the same as a as a barrier trial. You know, I'll never be convinced it's not. They're making it too hard. They've got to make it easier to get people in. I, I've known them, a few of them here have said, oh, it's just too hard. I'm going to give it away. And this is what's happening. 
You've mm-hmm. got to encourage people. You've got to have a system where they can get through quickly. Certainly, they've got to be confident. There's no question about that. But I think it's too hard. But uh, at Middlemount, I hope we get plenty of jockeys. And there's a $50 travelling rebate also for all horses, or the trainers get all horses that don't earn prize money. So, big day, 31st of July. Market down jockeys, get out there. Yep, well said, Tony, and uh, I totally agree. And one of the things that came up at that meeting, the workshop meeting uh, with the Racing Queensland Country Panel a couple of Thursdays ago, was the need to get the um, the training-type academies. And, look, the country kids will gravitate around country areas, and you've got so many gifted people in these country areas. I'll use Sally Kirkwood as an example. She's a registered, trained person who can help educate young jockeys, young apprentices. You just need to have the establishment set up, but it's also great, and I mentioned it last week, continue clubs to do things to get jockeys to your areas, whether it be payment of rebates, whether it be premierships, whether it be giving them travel, you know, travel fuel, whatever you do. Um, keep doing that because that's going to help your club attract them, but yeah, the big, the big picture needs to be looked at programming, uh, academy or, tr- or apprenticeship schooling across the state. And Tony just mentioned Jay Doolan uh, as well. And that's the uh, predicament they have. They've got to stay down there and try and get those trials in and then uh, head back to Mackay. Whereas, um, you know, you could be doing this on a regional basis. Well said, Tony. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Rob. And I hope uh, the powers that be take heed of it because uh, as, they have, as they go through all these statistics in every capital city in Australia, with jockeys and trainers, the one thing that stands out, they all come from the country. Majority, vast majority. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Glenn Boss still uh, reminds people he was just a kid, a skinny kid at Gympie that wanted to ride horses. Yes, very, very true. Yeah. Let's hope they do something about it because, as I say, it's going to impact big time down the track. Good on and you, Tony. Finally, oh, go on. Go on. Sorry, sorry, just finally, is the Middlemount meeting also the Dashhound Championship again this year? I haven't heard about that. I, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I have not heard. I, I uh, quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Not just another say. dimension of country racing. Yeah, it's going to be a great day of racing. Uh, they have the dash downs. Good luck to them. It's fantastic. But uh, the racing is going to be superb. The track's a big, big track. And I even hope to take one of my slow horses out there. Good on you, Tony. Thanks for joining us this morning. See you, guys. Bye. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. As they sweep down towards the 600 metres mark, and uh, on the uh, inside, Metzen is going up towards the lead and putting in an early challenge. I want to be a Jeep in the centre, in a good position. Ferry me home, she's off and gone early, Alicia Ross on this runner as they come down with about 400 metres left to go. She's put the pressure on. Hazar back in the centre of the field. Old heroism getting its ears scrubbed off, but going forward. Ben Winkle in a position as I want to be a Jeep has dropped out towards the tail of the field. They straighten up. From the inside, Hazar. I want to be a Jeep has hit the lead in the centre. Hazar on the inside. Jarhead joining in late. Uh, down the outside is Barry home, but Jarhead storms up and goes to the lead. Jarhead gets up for Rodney Little over a photo between as they go into the sun. It would be Van Winkle and Ferry home. a daring ride. Didn't come off there. Heroism, a great run into Rob, Ford. I think I made the comment last week on Bushbeat uh, when we listened back to some of the race calls and thank you to uh, the Greater Western Queensland Facebook uh, page to, uh, allowing us to grab the uh, replay there of the Wallawi Cup at Ilfracombe on the weekend, won by Jarhead. I love hearing the crowd in the background cheering away there and it's great to be able to hear crowds back at the races. And the Ilfracombe meeting is one of those iconic annual meetings with over 700 there on the day and the community backed it up with the uh, rugby league grand final after the races uh won by the uh 
uh, the Thompson Tigers, the Longreach Tigers, uh, Thompson Tigers, I think I've got that right, and, and Ilfacombe, the combined team. I'm not really into the the football world too much, Tony, to know all the names correctly, but they followed on into the night, and it was a, a great day there at Ilfacombe. Yeah, and you're totally right. They line the fence with the, the crowds there, and uh, they get an up-close look at the action. And Emma Bell, uh, a young jockey who, well, I shouldn't say that t- technically because she's a mature age apprentice, Emma, we know, but she's she's really um, gone into the career of race riding and doing a great job. And I think a second with Boingo at Eagle Farm at a first ride a few weeks ago has just inspired even more confidence uh, with Emma. And the ride on uh, Jarhead was a beauty because you'd probably give it a 10 out of 10 because she just let the ferry me home uh, move from the 600 take place and she just tracked into this race nicely. And Jarhead had the uh, sitting shot at Ferry Me Home with Van Winkle hanging on for third and Old Heroism in fourth. But lovely story because Emma had the moniker or was given that a couple of years ago as being the Cup's queen and she won a Wallowie Cup on one grey by about seven lengths. It was an emergency back in 2017. But for Rodney Little, that's his first Wallowie Cup hometown cup win. And we often talk on Bushbeat about the importance of these hometown wins. And uh, Rodney Maureen, the team, but also Gary Stoll, a part owner, with John Dallahunty and Shane Dowling. This is Gary's first ever cup win of any type. He's had multiple wins all year, but congratulations, Gary. You put a lot into the country racing, particularly with the little team there. And to get your first ever cup win, an uh, absolute big thrill for the group there. And and Jarhead, good to see it crack a cup win. It's been running around behind Valenti, scissillating competing in the top races and finally got the the cup win on the board so uh, the celebrations continued on a bit i think i think i do believe uh, rodney and maureen were on the dance floor later in the evening tony there was a nice story too talking of emma bell um abc put together i think it was uh, came up on the abc western queensland or mm-hmm. uh, linked up in the regional pages there but a really nice story about emma and uh, and the family and there's a, a lovely photo a big smile there from emma uh, sitting there alongside billy uh, in the uh, the photo at the top of the story and, and the comment that uh, the Billy Bell made, without women there would be no country racing. Exactly right. So many of the meetings now are totally female jockeys and, um, and look, Emma uh, has a great loyalty to the Rodney Little stable and she also does with young Danielle O'Brien who... Uh, of course, uh, the late Dennis O'Brien, this is his daughter, Danielle, and she's taken up the training ranks. And, and Spelina, which gave her her first win, I'm pretty sure it was back in Tambo. Now, Emma does also most of the riding for, and in the past days, for Dennis and now for Danielle. It was wonderful to see Spelina continue its form and get the win over Portobello and Nitwit in the Class B handicap. Two wins in three seconds, its last five since May, since that win at Tambo. And uh, Danielle's got the team going well because they weren't far off getting another win, the same combination, when Night in Paradise got swamped by Kelmar for Jason Misson and Patrick O'Toole in the uh, benchmark 60 handicap with Strawberry Bond into third. So her team's going extremely well. Emma's riding extremely well with that double and close-up placing. Uh, but the meeting also featured that aspect we talked about last week. And congratulations, Racing Queensland. You went from Esk with eight races you had Roma uh, with seven races. You had Mount Isa with six. And as Cole Trust got mentioned last week, aggressively dividing these races where there are huge acceptances given the loss of racing in, in recent times. And you had the seven races out there at Ilfracombe. 
and it was matched by uh, David Rewald having a unique double. He uh, trained and rode tanned in this better than ready filly in the Class 1 uh, 1,000 metres and it led all the way. In fact, it was the only winner all uh, leading all the way on a track where there's only a 200 metre straight and quite often they do predominate the uh, the leaders. But Tandin was able to fight off Para Park, which was having its first start for Richard Simpson and Matty Gray. And he's a wild one into third. And then David backed it up as a trainer, but he had Brooke Richardson riding Granola State, took out uh, one of the heats of the benchmark 60 over the 1,000, uh, got up over Music Award and the launcher. And another example of a horse just sitting off the pace, Brooke brought, biding her time, and this Cape Blanco's got a bit more potential, I think, uh, he's given credit for. Two wins and two placings, his last five. Uh, and, and the launcher was a close-up third. Uh, Emma Bell t- showing great confidence, taking a gap going through and almost getting the money. In fact, there was only 0.7 of a length back to Zebanay in fourth place. Um, the, the biggest omen one of the day, about... 40 minutes after the Rocky Cup when Bolenti had, writ- had won such a great, uh, run such a great race, Ray Herman gets the Quinella in the benchmark 55. Do I have to? And Alicia Ross, our country leading jockey at the moment, this real saga mare, and Alicia was able to find the gap on the rails and she just shot this mare up along the rails and got up over Ray's other runner, Sizzle Sun, for Brooke Richardson, uh, who looked to have the race there, but got beaten a half length with arcade Timmy Brummel on board, uh, coming home into third place. And finally, talking of Timmy, he combined so well with Boy Foster, and he won the uh, maiden with one Capilano, the Super One filly that had placed at Stamford at its previous run a week ago. Over a first starter in Blade Man for Todd Austin and Emma Bell. There's Emma's name again. Sarah Tarley into third place. David Rewald trained and ridden. So a great example of uh, of those lady jockeys doing a great job. Uh, a great example, I think, of confidence coming through uh, for Emma Bell and, and a wonderful hometown victory in the Wallowie Cup for the Little Stable with Jarhead, Tony. You mentioned that, uh, that we had quite a few of the meetings there with extra races, and Roma was uh, one of the benefits of those. They had a very big day there at Bassa Park on Saturday. Well, VJ Day has skipped away at the 600, put about three on midnight matinee. Fab's Cowboy on the inside there of the Consigliere. The back mark is not coming into play. Oway's gone back, followed then by Anxionato's little orange and back up the tail of the field would have been all airs. VJ Day searching for the centre of the track, reaches the lead from midnight matinee, the Consigliere. Fab's Cowboy running on, but VJ Day down past the 100. Looks well clear. VJ Day, two weeks, two wins in a fortnight. Wins by four links, tight for second. Maybe Fab's Cowboy just in front of midnight matinee. Then the Consigliere. Oh, Rob, that was uh, VJ Day for Angela Jones and Pat Webster taking out the Brenor's open plate 1,200 metres, beating the uh, the Country Marvel in Fab's Cowboy and Midnight Matinee running third in that. In what was a, a big day there for Roma, 62 acceptors they had for the day on their seven-race program. Yeah, and that seven-race program, uh, uh, great to see for country racing. And, of course, this VJ Day is pretty exciting. He's won his last three now, uh, seven out of 33 with 12 minor placings. He's an exciting horse for Pat Webster. And, look, it was a case of doubles, trebles, and doubles everywhere on the weekend. There, Angela Jones, when we talk about the... Uh, 
the Jockeys Premiership. I mentioned uh, Alicia Ross is still out in front on 44, but Angela Jones has uh, just skipped in front of Anna Bacos. She's sitting now on 37 winners because she had the treble there on the day at uh, Roma. It was with VJ Day, of course, was one of those in the treble. Earlier in the day, uh, and that was one of Pat Webster's double, his other double came firstly with uh, Patented, patented for Angela Jones, a zoo star that won at Dolby at its last run, took the benchmark 60 over 900 metres, defeated, done it again and for love. And Angela, Angela then in successive uh, wins had Ringo's Magic for Ga- uh, Gavin Dempster, the uh, Dempsey, sorry, the six-year-old gelding by drumbeats, six wins from 39 over Boom or Bust and All Too Sweet. So she's riding the crest of a wave, Angela. Pat's got the double there, but uh, Craig Smith, also, you would uh, tend to think Craig on his home track would do well, but he certainly did that. Firstly, with Bright Copper. Uh, this was the second leg of a double for Gary Gearin. Uh, this is a three-year-old filly by El Nino. In fact, it's three from three at the track with only four wins and no placings from 13. So it definitely likes that sand at Roma. Defeated Deadly One and uh, Valer de Herres. And then his other winner came with a horse called Hot with uh, Dan McGilvray on board. Uh, three wins in its last five, really in good form. I can remember calling this horse at Bar Calden. I think it was in a maiden, and it didn't do much, and Craig said, oh, it hasn't got much ability. But I think it then went on to Emerald and ran a mighty race in a close finish, and, and it's gone on and won five now and seven minor placings from 31. So great to see the improvement in this hocked, defeating Disco Dougie and Stazana. So that was uh, Craig's double. Uh, Gary Gearin, of course, had his double. I mentioned Bright Copper, but he started the day with Hangry for Ben Waldron, the Super 1 three-year-old filly, an ex-Nap McCall Galloper defeating Craig Lee Bandit and um, Shirassi. And uh, finally, uh, there was also the win by, Rin, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Rinvieta. Uh, at uh, Wayne Baker and Scott Swedman. Uh, postponed eight-year-old gelding. This came off a second at Cunnamulla its last run and it defeated Take a Shine for Gary uh, Gearin and Craig Smith and Craig Lee Satina into third place. So doubles, trebles, there was trainer doubles, jockey doubles uh, across the board at Roma and uh, the strength of that form very strong I think and and when you see horses like Hocked continuing to improve and you get gallopers such as VJ Day, he adds an exciting dimension to that sprint uh, racing that's occurring tony and i've got to say a big thanks to roma turf club for posting the uh, the videos from psp hd on their facebook page and uh, just on that psp hd also on the weekend had coverage uh, i see on uh, their facebook page of uh, some of the races at esk and i think there's going to be a big announcement coming soon about some of the uh, the non-tab uh, country coverage uh, there's been various clubs that have been working on different projects and I think it's all going to come together with an announcement uh, very much pending soon. But it was uh, wonderful to be able to uh, sit back and enjoy some of the, that action. Uh, it's, it's one thing, you know, and I know a lot of people have been volunteering and uh, videoing via mobile phones and then you've got to worry about data and streaming and everything like that to try and get the race footage out there. But it's amazing the, how far we've come in such a short space of time at the coverage of the country meetings on a Saturday. Yeah, Tony, and of course, um, Racing Queensland has continued to promote racing in the country, uh, promoting TAB meetings, etc. But to get the vision across the state is so, so important. Uh, I'm just wondering, Tony, the announcement is coming from uh, Bushbeat at the moment, I take it, because there is this formal email that has come through to clubs. Uh, may I go ahead and do that? Uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to, just because I haven't been given the all clear to, but it's start, starting as of this Saturday. So I kind of want to say uh, what's going on and let the cat out of the bag. Um, but I guess, yes, if it's gone official out of the clubs, we can. 
Yeah, well, there's uh, a memo come out to clubs, and it's great to see because, as I said, uh, to get the success with uh, betting turnover and punters need to be able to see vision, uh, one of the goals, and it was mentioned again at that workshop, is let's get vision across all tracks at all times. And uh, there has been, a uh, from the partnerships and development uh, of Racing Queensland, there has been an announcement of the non-TAB club vision uh, announcement where they've sourced a vision provider for non-TAB meetings and uh, they are pleased to advise, and this is an email that has come through to clubs officially on uh, Racing Queensland paperwork, so I'm, I'm taking it, it's official. Uh, they are pleased to advise that on the Bit Racing Australia, OTB has been appointed to provide vision and broadcast services for an initial period of 12 months, and it'll commence this Saturday. There's 200 meets to co cover across 97 clubs, and, of course, that'll be streaming live to their website, social media platforms, and making replays available to RQ in each club. Of course, that's where connectivity allows some of it won't be direct because it will depend on getting the internet uh, connection the arrangement with otb is non-exclusive and other vision providers will be allowed to record footage and rq is certainly aware that existing arrangements with other vision providers might already be in place but under the terms of agreement with otb these services can continue in other words those other uh, arrangements can continue and clubs will also have the option of accessing vision from OTB. So I'm sure there's going to be a great connection going on uh, and congratulations to Maddie Peters and Christy Peters. I know it's been a vision, if you like, of, of Maddie's from the word go. Uh, and the beaut the beaut thing about it, as far as I'm concerned, is across the board, this is a benefit for country racing. As you said, you can sit back. It doesn't matter where you are, you're going to be able to get coverage of country racing. And there might be challenges ahead, but what a goal to have achieved. Congratulations. And I'm sure country racing is going to be the benefit of that, Tony. Yeah, very much so. So just that leads me into looking at, quickly looking at the calendar for this coming weekend and following on from the Cairns program today, which has the last leg of the uh, Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial Final of Queensland Up and Coming Stayers Series. Uh, we've already touched on with Tony McMahon. It's Mackay Newmarket Day on Friday. And Gimby have their tab program coming up this Saturday. Uh, Saturday, the non-tab meetings, the Barco Amateurs race for the Noel Allen Memorial Race Day. It's Hewenden Cup Day, St George Cup Day, and meetings also at Mariba and Thangul. Plenty of great uh, racing, and there'll be great coverage again. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, and as we said, the other two meetings on the weekend, again, stress the importance of that uh, ability to divide races. When you went to Mount Isa, you got the seven races up there. And again, there were plenty of doubles across the board. In fact, there were four or five people involved in getting doubles. It kicked off with Stephen Royce, a training double in a race-to-race -race training double, firstly with Banksy Strikes, Jason Hoopert uh, getting a win there. And that was a five-year-old gelding by Wanted that came off some good placing, defeated Zagatova and Soviet. Then Stephen combined with Jason Babarovich, and this was the first of the Barra doubles, Grand Symphony. Uh, two wins and two placings, its last four, this glass harmonian five-year-old gelding, and it's in good form. Took the open handicap over 14.50, over Warren Bungle and Spanish Hurricane. Then Justin Borden uh, chimed in with a race-to-race -race double with jockey Noryadi. Good to see, I think there was Noryadi went out, also... Uh, 
there was another jockey from up in that northern area, I think, went out there as well. Yes, Rachel Shred. But they had a race-to-race double, Justin and Nor, with Arking Hard, the all-too-hard, defeating Cacto Blastus and Dankst Haven. And this is a horse that's enjoying Mount Isa. It's four from ten at the track, Arking Hard. And then Mr. Tyndall, of course, proven open company horse, uh, the Cap Hero, been in the money at its last four. Nine wins now from 60. Defeated Wicked Wiki, a track specialist, and Magic Town in that particular event. And then it was Tanya Parry with the uh, double, and she bought up the second of Jason Babarovich doubles. Firstly, with New York Poet, the Verrazano, uh, that had gone to Oak Park at its previous start, unplaced, and came back to Mount Isa for the win over stablemate Crazy Suspect and Tank Attack into third. And then in a consecutive race there, it was a Tanya Quinella again. Cash bundle for Rachel Shred. Good on you, Rachel, going all that way out there, getting the win as well. Uh, a race-to-race Quinella for Tanya as Ticket Keeper was in second place and Duntroon Man in third. And that came off Stanford form as well, Cash Bundle, just as I mentioned one Capilano did at Ilfracombe on the weekend. And Esk, well, there's uh, the icing on the cake for country racing. Eight races on the day at Esk. And honours evenly shared pretty much across the board. But young Olivia Kendall, who still claims four, I'm pretty sure it's Olivia's first double, one with Inciter for Bo Gorman. And then later in the program for Robert Carter, she took the uh, Helen Schlecht Memorial Maiden Plate with Enterprise Electra, a Mossman four-year-old, defeating Harry Up and Zumarata. So a great result there for Olivia Candle. The other winners on the day, Shane Pas- Parsons trained Van Der Wink, uh, Isabella Tay. Now, Isabella's down to a three-kilo claim now. So she got the extra win there. Kelly Gates combined with Laura Cronin with uh, Call Me Bell, the Bella Spree uh, mare. Uh, Bo Gorman combined with Olivia Kendall, we've mentioned in Cyter. Vishan Van Kaya combined with Des, uh, Des Trindle with Dreamer Lena, the Dreamer Head, took the benchmark 50 handicap. Chris Meehan uh, rode for John Phelan with Dulcie Ty. This is the cutest money going off with the five year old mare by Instinction defeating Dragon Pins in Swan Island. Paul Hamlin, of course, uh, travels everywhere with the saddle. Uh, and he uh, rode the Mark Curry trained Persian King for the cutest money. And I think that was one of the split races there. Promiscuous in second and Patrick's me mate into third. And Brendan Newport continues well in uh, in this comeback riding over the past 12 months combined with Grant Arnold was seeking guidance, which it won at Warrigut its last run. So it's in form, this tycoon ruler. It took the Class B over 1460. Eight races. That's a good sign of the times of how well country racing is going, Tony. And we're seeing more and more of this because the next three meetings in the Central West at uh, Blackall, Longreach and Tambo. An extra race has been added to the program and I'm sure the information I'm receiving via Cole Truscott is if the nominations and acceptances are there to warrant it, there will be aggressive dividing of racing in this period of time. We did lose a couple of meetings last week. Uh, The Home Hill program on Saturday, unfortunately, couldn't go ahead due to concerns there with the track. And with the uh, wet weather earlier in the week, they had tried to move that uh, Warwick program around. And uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to race on Wednesday. But things don't look too bad for this week. And uh, we wish all clubs well with their race meetings coming up. Rob, I mentioned before the last leg of that up-and-coming stayers series today at Cairns. I'll be very interested to see how this plays out because a number of uh, horses, jockeys and trainers are still in the mix, uh, even with today's race. And especially when you look at the uh, the horses tally there, at the moment uh, we have Ponderosa out in front on seven points ahead of Witterick on six. Well, Ponderosa's not lining up today, but Witterick is. And three points for a win, two for second, one for third. 
Barella could even go in and tie with Ponderosa sitting on four points at the moment after placings at Cairns and Atherton. Uh, I think a couple of the others that are racing there today, including the likes of Hot Top, Mount Peter, Miss Sarsman and Tutelage, even if they do pick up points, it's not really going to affect the result there, but certainly uh, it will be the case for Whitrick. And then when you look at the jockeys at the moment, it's Lacey Morrison out in front on nine points ahead of Rachel Shred on seven. But there's uh, a couple of others that uh, could be threatening there. And as far as the trainers are concerned, we've got a uh, two-way tie at the moment. Nine points apiece for Charlie Devilla and Janelle Ryan as we come into this last leg of this uh, very popular series, the uh, final of the Queensland Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming stairs. Be tuning into that one closely, uh, Tony, and this this plethora of country racing continues. Uh, black hole for us uh, out here in the Central West next week to report back on. But an indication of the people moving around, Tony, can I just say a good shout-out here for a fellow news agent. Good on you, Russell. Popped in to see me at the shop. He owns Banyo News in Brisbane. He's been able to get away and have a holiday, and he says he's an avid listener of uh, Bushbeat. I think he might have even said he, he uh, came through the Rocky Cup uh, Carnival weekend, and I've even had, I'm pretty sure it was Jack from South Australia. So far and wide, Tony, they do pop into Barkers and uh, have a chat about Bushbeat, and uh, glad the message is getting out there that country racing is going so well. I don't know how you get any work done, the amount of time you'll be standing <laughs> at the front counter talking racing. Oh, it's better when they, you know, can get off the counter. That gets me off the counter. They don't want me as the face of Barkers too often there, Tony. They just send me to the engine room and then I can talk the horses as much as I like. <laughs> Got to give a mention too before we go. Well done to uh, Mario Caltabianco with the Abotas Cup win on the weekend for Snippet Speeds. Uh, that was a tab program on Saturday, but we do like to uh, acknowledge those and that was part of a winning double there for jockey Scott Galloway. And uh, Tuesday last week, the NQ Cup was raced uh, at Townsville. And Best Hoffer for Manu Potgita and Albie Molino taking that out with uh, Ben Williams with a uh, good to see with a, a double there at the Townsville program and Chris Whiteley jetting in for a, a riding double as well. So there's been some nice results over the last week. Yeah, and I think Best Hoffer might be in the traditional HR Black Memorial race at Mackay on the weekend. Watch out, he goes pretty well down there. But uh, for all those country news, all those country stories, uh, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au where I do do a little bit of work <laughs> and we'll be back uh, with you next week to report on country racing. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to uh, Rob Luck and Tony McMahon joining us on Bushbeat this week. And, folks, that's our show for the week. Good luck to all of the clubs and those participating this week with the racing. The tab programs, Cairns today, Friday, Mackay and Gympie on Saturday. And then Saturday, racing at Blackhall, Hewenden, Mariba, St George and Thangul. And we'll be back to tell you all about that next week at the same time, 10.30 Eastern, Tuesday morning here on Radio Tab with Bushbeat.